PWO, 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 PWO. Welcome to the PWO WrestleCast. As always, I'm your host, Matt. With me tonight, I have Jeff Hitman Hall. Hello, hello. <laughs> As backed by popular demand, it is Pat. How are we doing tonight? You living and breathing. And still, he's back uh, in Colorado. Still don't know who uh, this popular demand is, but okay. It's the ratings. Is okay. the, it's the big one there. <laughs> Uh, and as always, Ben from Colorado. What's up, what's up, what's up? So I missed the last few shows and ratings have been down significantly. We talked about oh, that geez. in the group chat. Matt sent the graph out in the group chat, so we were able to talk to me back in. You pretty, know, pretty easy agent work. In a world where we're competing with football, every wrestle cast, in a world where we're competing with football in your hometowns, you know, we got to bring our A-cast every week. So We got to give the people what they want. Yeah. Don't you know it? it? It's good shit. It's <sighs> even better than that. It's what's best for business. Sean. Speaking of what's best for business. Now I am using best for business as, a, uh, as sarcasm here. Uh, we got to talk about WWE continuing their uh, control over talent's third-party activity. Primarily, this has been focused with Twitch. It's also Cameo, but now news has come out. Um, WWE will be taking over talent's Twitch's, Twitch accounts in three to four weeks, um, and the money made will go against their own downside. Um, so essentially, they're going to take money that they would potentially be gaining and taking it out of their WWE contract now. Well, WWE is going to make more money. So, so independent contract. I haven't been been following this very much, so I don't know a ton of the ins and outs, but like, how is this not super illegal? It just seems like Unless all the contracts well, have some sort well, of thing in them, this has no. drawn politicians' attention. Well, well, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I know that, but I'm saying like it. So correct me if I'm wrong, but from what you just said, basically, like they're gonna take the money that these guys are making from Twitch, take it out and subtract it from their contract, so they only have to pay the difference of the contract that the Twitch is not making. Uh, from that is my my general understanding of it. Yes. So so if like uh, I don't know who's a popular so Xavier AJ Woods, Styles Xavier Woods is making three hundred thousand dollars a year from WWE that's his contract and he's making ten thousand dollars a year from his Twitch. I'm sure it's more than that, but so that means WWE is all, is going to now get the Twitch money. And so they're only really paying him like two hundred thousand, two hundred ninety thousand. That it, like I said, it just seems illegal. I don't okay. understand how this is possible. If this is exactly what's happening, so 
this is exactly what's happening. And listen, Andrew Yang, whether you believe in his political views or not, um, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago and I wasn't on the fence about it, but I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm pro Andrew Yang, you know, in the sense of, you know, what he, uh, wrestling purposes Yang at Yang. least. Um, oh. And now he's absolutely correct. So you, you, uh, so this is your your business to some extent that you started yourself and now WWE saying they're going to come and take, and you have to turn it over to us. By the way, you still have to do the work for it, pseudo. And now we're going to keep the money. And another thing, Pat, that, that, that you, I don't know if you were told too, but um, like you were saying about them, about this being illegal. Well, it is. And that's why they're making like they're, they're making talent, like resign a contract. You know, so hey, so hey, so what we, are they we, doing if they refuse? Because I have to imagine all of them would. Well, we just we haven't refuse got... to co- sign. I mean, like so that's the what... issue is, it sounds like from what Dave Meltzer and and Andrew Yang are saying, it's that WWE talent are not comfortable speaking out on the issue, and that they think it could cost them their jobs. Well, because it, it it may or may not, and I, I know you guys don't like punk, and this this may not be the right thing either. But like punk said, he said, "Well, just don't." Like, what, what are they going to do? Fire everybody? Like, fire everybody that has a tw- has a twitch? I don't think so. I think if if you have top guys, I mean, like AJ Styles, some of your like your heavy hitters, if they push back a little bit and they're like, "Ah, uh, you know, I don't think this is right." I don't know. I I I think the talent actually has a has a chance to to at least stick up for this. You know what I'm saying? Cause there's no way they're going to, they're not going to fire AJ styles. It's, that's not going to happen. There's no I way. It would be firing though. I think or, or, be or surprised if you see people get sent home for the rest of their contract. Now think about that. AJ styles just signed, I believe a five-year contract sent home for three of it. Yeah. But I mean, if, if they want to do that, that's a win for AJ styles the way I see it. No, cause he's going to lose show money. He won't get paid for his performances. He'll get paid for his merchandise, but he won't get paid for any matches, which is a huge chunk of their contract. I've been saying this for a while. I just... at, at what point? At, at, at what point is talent gonna listen? I'm all for listen. You know, PWO here, get your money. But at at what point are people gonna? If it was me, and I can't speak for anybody else, but I can probably speak for Pat. If it was Pat, we'll tell you what to do with it. I can tell you right now. Yeah, you goddamn right. I'll tell you what I would be doing if I was anybody at WWE shutting down my Twitch. And some people are, but what the sound is like is that I, I have that, some, some. They can't force you to work on Twitch. No, 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 no. That but is that sucks too. What sounds like they're pushing for is that if you're not on Twitch, you will be, and they're going to set up a set schedule for people to be on. Oh, Twitch. no, no. I'm At that here. point, just yeah, have hey, WWE have their yeah. um, Twitch account going twenty four seven. Then I'm then I'm, I'm not re- then I'm not resigning. Is, yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully people so are stupid. Then, um, then so, anybody who's in WWE is an idiot if they stay. If those are the parameters, that's what I'm saying. Like again, go. like I hate to be this way, but I'd like to think you saved up enough money. Damn. WWE stated that they will officially be taking ownership of the talent's third party accounts in four weeks, and the talent themselves will receive a portion of the revenue. The portion that they receive will also be counted against the town's downside guarantee in their individual contracts. AJ Styles relayed his disappointment in, uh, in how he found out about the news. Styles revealed that he learned the news from the internet, and he is disappointed in the fact that there has not been no clear dire- there hasn't been no clear direction given on what can and can't be done. Uh, this is a direct quote from St- uh, from Styles during a Twitch stream that he did, I believe. 
uh, streamed his thoughts on this, which is also, I think, is going to be interesting. Uh, I don't know what's going on, Styles said. I don't know what they expect from us when it comes to our channel. I don't know if it's something that they're like, we just want you guys under an umbrella like the WWE Twitch and have a set lineup and here's who is on when. If that's the case, great. Then fans would know where and when to find us. I don't know if that's going to happen. I literally don't know. And unfortunately, I found out the same way a lot of you did through the internet, which is a shame. You'd think it'd be better than that, Styles added, for guys who are here trying to not only work for WWE, but get on here and Twitch and stuff like that. You'd think it'd be a lot easier to communicate with us and us alone instead of whoever it is behind the scenes then going to Joe Blow and them having more information than us. Is anything set in stone? I don't think anything is. I think it's going to come down to communication. Styles added that they are not making millions on Twitch, and he said they are not professional gamers. He said the superstars feel like it's simply an opportunity to interact with fans, especially in a time where they haven't been able to see the fans in several months due to the ongoing pandemic. Nobody is on here making millions on Twitch, Styles said. We're not pro gamers. That's not what's happening. I feel like for us, it's an opportunity to what we love, play video games and interact with our fans. It's a chance to appreciate you guys appreciating us. That's basically what's going on, especially with what's going on in the world. We don't get to see you guys anymore unless you're on the video screen in the Thunderdome. When we don't see you, we don't get to talk to you. We don't get to do much, Styles continued. This is the next best thing. I don't know what they're hoping to get out of this. The communication has been as great as we'd like, has not been as great as we'd like. Um... There's a lot of us who are all on the same page. We've talked to each other. We're facing the same thing. It's all doom and gloom, or that's all they want. Uh, I feel like this is an opportunity for me and my channel to say this is what's really going on and debunk some stupid rumors that are going on. Um, he does go on to say that despite this, that is a great place to work and the town just needs to have clear direction and understanding what is expected. He also briefly touched is. on uh, a <laughs> misclassification issue that has been brought back to light recently by Andrew Yang. And honestly, he's saying he hopes that no one brings up the independent contractor issues anymore because he says he doesn't know what it means. He thinks it could end up hurting everyone in the long run. He just wants there to be understood what's going on for everybody. Um, it's just so, absolutely ridiculous. And yeah. I mean, it's weird it, because, like, yeah. I expect that out of Rollins, I don't expect that out of AJ Styles. I think AJ is going to be the guy who will go like, I think this is what our company wants. Hey, AJ, AJ is locked in to finish his career there. That's why. Yeah. I mean, that's part of it. He's, he's not. And that's anywhere. fair. It's just insane. It's, it's absolutely insane. It, it shows you like how radically out of control Vincent Kennedy McMahon is at this point. Like he literally is so out of touch yes. with the real world. That this yeah. is this is where this is going, and it's ridiculous. And frankly, like this is why I know we have we have to talk about WWE, but this is why like I get to the point where I'm like, stop watching it, stop supporting it, stop talking about it. Like this is why it needs to fall, it needs to go away. And if you're actually a fan of wrestling, you can actually support these guys. Like, uh, you know, I didn't get to do a lot of the interviews this summer. But, you know, I know you guys really, like, those are real connections that have been made with the podcast. Like, you yeah. know, I know Matt, Ben, and Jeff, and all you guys, like, actually talk to those dudes. Like, you know, yeah. I wouldn't, you know, go as far as say you're friends, but you're definitely more than acquaintances. You're definitely more than, like, people who've randomly talked online and got a guy to come on the show. Like, once again, you know, 
I'm plugging it real quick. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, the bouncers and Caprice Coleman, some of the greatest people I know. Ian Rickabon, yeah. yeah. awesome. Yeah, like we're we're uh, all anyway. very we're all very much looking forward to having a beer with the bouncers the next time ROH is in Baltimore. Like, yeah, that alone is the reason to go to the show. You know, outside mm-hmm. of the fact that Ring of Honor always puts on a great show. Um, but like when you when you meet guys like that, why would you ever want to give another cent of your money to Vincent McMahon? Yeah. Uh, so just for those who have no idea who this is majorly affecting, uh, Ringside News and PWI kind of put together a list of most YouTubers on, or uh, most wrestlers on Twitch, uh, and this is from all. Uh, companies so just for, uh, and the few that immediately they're showing Zelina Vega, Drew Gulak, Xavier Woods, Adam Cole, Cesaro, uh, Breeze, Baron Spears are all one, uh, Drake Maverick, Dio Madden, Killian Dane, Dijak, Mansoor are all one, Ember Moon, Mia Yim, uh, Dakota Kai are your major WWE people that are listed here. Paige as well. Yeah, she's actually been on the forefront of it. Um, she recently think... put out a tweet saying that she learned she... a lot about unionism today. So it sounds like she's ready to roll. Yeah. Um, and Zelina Vega kind of put out a tweet in support of that as well. Um, I'm going to pull something here also from Ryback, of all people. I know not he doesn't have the best of reputations uh, <laughs> among wrestling fans. <laughs> But Jeff is in the corner there, just like, okay, let's get this Ryback comment over. No, no, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, but, I got no qualms against Ryback. Uh, and of course, it's taking a minute to load, but essentially, uh, it was coming out that uh, WWE was trying to take control of all of their social media back when he was still with the company. So they wanted them to sign over their Twitter, sign over their Facebook. Um, and Ryback was saying, like, he already knew at that point that he was gone. So, you know, the second they started in that meeting, he left, and they hounded him for weeks about it. Um, the, the article is taking a minute to load, so I'm going to try and pull it up elsewhere. But uh, well, the, that far, like, controlling Twitter? Okay, well, okay, well, listen, okay, listen. Now, I'm not trying to put him over. A lot of people don't like this guy. He may be an asshole and hard to work with, and that's fair. But this is what Punk said a long time ago. Again, you might not like him, but this is what he was saying about about just the, the way it's run and, and, like, you know, the bullying. And then remember, he was talking about how other, other guys were trying to get, you know, sponsorships, and they said no, and then Brock Lesnar got his, or, like, other way around how, you know, certain movie movie studios would come there and want to work with certain wrestlers, and not even him, just like other wrestlers. And WWE would be like, well, no, don't work with him. Work with these guys. You know what I mean? Like, that's not how it works, you know? Like, it's just, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, so here you go. The town and the people in WWE, if, if they even try to stick up for themselves, they're done. They can't. A lot of them don't even want to affiliate or talk with me now because there's heat with that revealed right back there's people that speak up the truth and uh, speak up and tell the truth because this is how they're making their living this is why i was so hell-bent on being able to create a living outside of that screwed up world um if i'm a talent and i have a cameo i'm using my real name I'm not letting them stop me from making money the problem is what's going to happen creatively eventually you'll be fired but not right away 
to hold on to for a year or two, and then there's no release you, so you can't connect the dots. Um, yeah. Look, I, I get that this is a big deal. Like, can we can we move on? This is <laughs> like we're gonna spend a whole hour talking about this. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Let's go. Let's go. We, let's go. we, we have, have a big event that happened yesterday. We have the best wrestler of all time to talk about. Hogan. <laughs> you know it's Hogan. Fun fact: Hogan once hosted the Pokemon Championships. <laughs> Never let that go, guys. Um, well, we are gonna get to some of the best wrestlers in the world uh, when we talk about AEW and the G1 later. So, uh, but before we do that, we do have to take a quick stop and talk about the reveal of the leader of Retribution on Monday night. It is Mustafa Ali, and I know there's. A, at least one like UG there, but I think it makes a lot of sense, honestly. WWE has come full circle. We finally and, know who the and, hacker is, and and been finally uh, been able to get back to the terrorist angle. Um, I mean, it's continuity. <laughs> they were never over <laughs> losing that Muhammad Hassan thing. Uh, continuity, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it was a good spot. Um, yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see where Ricochet and Apollo Crews go. Are they going to side with Ali and Retribution, or are they going to go Hurt Business? Or are they well, going to try to be some GDIs? It, it, it makes sense in the in the vein of that. That's why, uh, you know, Ali wasn't in the ethnic, you know, the Hurt, the, uh, the hurt Business, you know what I mean? Because uh, he's a leader, leader uh, Retribution, I guess. Not, not, well, you know, the real reason and that's he's not black enough to be in the hurt hurt locker. Well, no, but he's brown enough to be somewhere apparently. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. te- terrorist. Uh, Pakistani descent. You're a terrorist leader. Um. So also, classic WWE. So also speaking on retribution, there is some confusion on whether or not Mercedes Martinez is still with the group. Who cares? Um. Well, because she's a talent. She's a good female wrestler. She's getting paid. That's what it, it's sad, but that's what it's starting to come to now. Unfortunately, she's, she's, she's not allowed to be in retribution because she's got to be you, running their Twitch. When you silent time with WWE. But the reason I say that is because uh, everyone in retribution only follows the members of retribution. She is not one of them. Um, they deny uh, when Ali gave like a picture rendition of why everyone is in retribution. He, he went to Twitter. And gave a picture of like certain moments, so like Shane Thorne being turned away by MVP, uh, Dio Madden getting F five by Brock, and no one helping him. <laughs> Shane, him. Shane Thorne had to put this plate on his face, so we put him in retribution. Mia um, Yim getting beat up at Takeover. Those are the big ones, uh, and it was him at the top of the ladder for Money in the Bank when Brock came out. So those are your, your big moments, but he completely left out Mercedes Martinez. That's that's the reason he started up Retribution. I'm not Brock saying that's the reason, but that is one of like the segments. Of, like, okay. Well, WWE maybe if his story. dumbass didn't freeze, it would have taken the thing down. Brock wouldn't even have gotten the ring. Yeah. You well, remember like you how said. annoying that was? He was sitting at the top of the ladder. Like, you dumbass, it doesn't matter how bad Brock's going to beat you up. There is no way you can't get that stupid thing We were all off. yelling at him, too. Like you guys said, let's I next. Know we were getting we're yes. Tonight. <laughs> yes. Fart. Go on. Uh, let's talk about the other train wreck in WWE. 
the terrible booking going on in NXT where everybody's hurt and everything sucks. Well, before that, uh, we gotta uh, go over our draft rules. There was some terrible booking on another show too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> WWE have come out with their draft rules for this week. Draft starts tomorrow night on SmackDown. Uh, Stephanie McMahon will once again preside over both nights. These rules came out through uh, Fox Sports, and the rules have been rules and superstar pools. So certain talents can only be available on certain nights. So here you go. Let me get through them first because over 60 male, female superstars and tag tag teams have been placed into the 2020 draft. More than 20 superstars are eligible to be drafted on Friday night, and more than 30 superstars are eligible to be drafted on Monday night. We're going to continue the rule of for every two picks SmackDown get, Raw gets three uh, due to the hours. Um, tag teams will count as one pick unless specifically Fox or USA uh, in conjunction with WWE officials want to pick one superstar from the team. Um, so superstars have been split into eligibility pools for Friday and Monday. So here's who's available for Friday. Oscar, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, Dana Brooke, Humberto Carrillo, Elias, Angel Garza, Drew Gulak, Heavy Machinery, The Hurt Business, because you can grab all four of those guys for one pick. Uh, Mickey James, Lucha House Party, Drew McIntyre, Murphy, Ray and Dominic Mysterio, Naomi, The New Day, so all three of them. Uh, Roman Reigns, Ricochet, Seth Rollins, Mandy Rose, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax is one, Shorty G, AJ Styles, and Jay Uso. Monday night, your superstars who are available are Andrade, Bailey, Alistair Black, Alexa Bliss, Daniel Bryan, Carmella, King Corbin, Apollo Crews, Nikki Cross, Daba Kato, Kato, whatever you want to say, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode as a tag team, Eric of the Viking Radars, of the Viking Radars, of the Viking Radars. Close enough. Keep going, Matt. Matt, we don't have time to be listening out to everybody, so just keep it going. Charlotte Flair, Jeff Hardy, Billy Kay, Lana, Keith Lee, Miz and Morrison, Riddick Moss, Natalia, Titus O'Neil, Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, R-Truth, every member of Retribution and one draft pick, Matt Riddle, The Riot Squad, Peyton Royce, Arturo Ruiz, Sheamus, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Cesaro, The Street Profits, John Strowman, Tamina, Akira Tozawa, Selena Vega, Bray Wyatt, and Sami Zayn. <sighs> So those are your draft pools. Who's excited for the draft tomorrow, guys? Retribution can be drafted. Let's That's remember. Funny. Let's remember why this is so stupid. Well, Pat, uh, their also, also as um, one draft pick as well. Also, now I don't even care. Like normally, the drafts get me in just to see how they shake things up. Knowing that there is no chance anyone from NXT is moving to get rid of all the staleness in NXT. Like I don't even care anymore. Well, Pat, Pat, they were they were tearing up and beating up WWE stuff for free, and now now they're getting paid to do it. Yeah, but only on one <laughs> now, but only on one show. Yeah, that's all. And, you, if, that's, and if we get moved to SmackDown because we were on Raw, it's gonna be hell to pay. So, so Roman Reigns <laughs> cannot be drafted. Yeah, he can. Was he in the second day or a thing? He was on Friday. Him, oh. Andrew McIntyre. Man, All right. They're, they're Why can you draft champions? They're gonna switch those dudes and put Roman Reigns on Monday night. So we're getting the <laughs> stupid red belt back. Nah, they'll keep their titles. And yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be stupid red. It doesn't matter. Um, 
yeah, so we'll be presenting you guys with live coverage of that. Uh, we'll, we'll post the pictures and everything on the Facebook like we did last year. Maybe we can throw it on the YouTube. I know you can post those. I got to learn because I'm an old man. Uh, and maybe on Monday I'll give you guys some live updates as we get them for the show. But let's talk about the G1. We had night 12 last night. Hiroki Goto defeated Yoshihashi. Boom. Zack Sabre Jr., worst wrestler in the world, defeated Toriano. Meh. Sonata defeated Kenta. Tetsuya Naito defeated Juice Robinson. Evil with Dick Togo defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi. Ha, all right, you guys ready for the block uh, numbers where everyone's at currently? So, Please. the four-way tie in A block with eight points. This is four and two. Kota Ibushi, Kazuchika Okada, Jay White, and Will Ospreay. We have a four-way tie at six points with Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Shingo Takagi. With four points, Jeff Cobb, and zero points, Yujiro Takahashi. In B block, Tetsuya Naito stands alone at the top of the heap with ten points. Evil with eight uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, and Zack Sabre Jr. with six. Oh, so is Tor- And Sonata. Kento with four. Yoshihashi with two. Matt, you froze there. So just to recap, uh, uh, Tanahashi, yeah. Robinson, uh, Sabre, Yano, Goto, Sonata all have six points. Yep. Um, did you guys hear... Kenta at four, Yoshihashi at two. Yeah. Excellent. Sorry, my thing showed up saying internet was unstable all of a sudden. The world's trying to mute me. Um, Matt, it's retribution. Um, Pat's muted. <laughs> Retribution's a full. Oh my God, Mustafa Ali heard us. <laughs> it's also, also yeah. just, just for the sake of uh, putting it out there, we all need to remember that Mustafa Ali is from where? Illinois. <laughs> Remember when uh, Ryan Illinois. picked him because of his hand laser? And mask. Don't forget cool mask. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he was ahead of the curve there. <laughs> He'll never be over that WrestleMania. No, never. Just All like right. just like Retribution will never be over. Period. You hear that slapjack? T-bar. I just love that Shane Thorne looks like he could be in, he could be in Matthew's class after art. Whoa, not canon. We don't talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> not canon. All right, let's go. He looks like an off-brand Mega Man villain from Mega Man Two. Plate Man. Da, 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 da. I was thinking like a like a boot like putty, but oh sure yeah, not. that's good too. I wish we could punch him in the chest and he would blow up. <laughs> All right. You got you to gotta hit him on the Z. Yeah. <laughs> so, Matt, what happened last night on NXT? I'll try and give you guys some updates here. So, Tomasa Ciampa defeated Kushida by disqualification after some interference by Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream uh, missed the axe handle drop with his cast on after, uh, after Kushida kayfabe hurt him real bad on, on Sunday. Uh, so that feud's not over, but hopefully we get some more Kushida, Tommaso Ciampa, because that was actually pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Following that, Ember Moon appears live. We get her uh, big promo. Um, honestly, Ember Moon's never been really great on the mic, but she definitely seemed more comfortable with it now. Gone for 14 months and still can't talk. Well. I want a little bit of gold. Shut up. Well, she didn't I say want- I. If you gotta say it, you gotta say it right. She said, Mama wants some gold, baby. Yeah, she sounded awful. Uh, Drake and Killian Dane defeat Everrise with their brand new tag team theme music coming down the ring dancing. And Killian Dane was like, Someone needs to kill me. <laughs> I wish Which she is would. Perfect, because he's in WWE and COVID. Boom! I wish she would kill Drake Maverick, that faker. Austin Theory defeated Leon Ruff, and then Dexter Loomis came out to answer Austin Theory's open challenge and beat him. After Dexter Loomis beat uh, Austin Theory, he got his face caved in by Cameron Grimes, and he said, Cameron Grimes, maybe his, not to the moon, he said, when I ask you a question, you answer. And that was it. I love it. I love Cameron Grimes. You know where he's going, Matt. Push him to the moon. So... Uh, we're gonna keep rolling here. Ridge Holland defeated Danny Birch, um, and then he got super screwed. And then, friggin', uh, in the attack afterwards, Oni Lorkin does a um, crossbody, and it looks like his ankle gives out. And uh, man, they they gave a list of his injuries, but I did dislocated that. ankle, fractured ankle, torn patella. Ooh, um, yeah, my lord. So you know whatever. Ridge Holland cut a promo about having uh, what type of car? Based he, didn't have, he didn't have a Mercedes last week. He has one this week. Yeah, that's what he said Thank about Adam beating Cole. up Adam Cole. So at least and it sounds like someone paid him, him for the attack. At least he's going to have a cushy hospital bed, it sounds like. Um, and Adam Cole and, and Undisputed Era had a great little conversation together. Um, really putting over like, look how, you know, you lost, but no one can touch what you did in the ring. You were incredible. Um, and then kind of went over like Ridge Holland. I don't care what you did. It's your turn. You know, we're going to make you famous by killing you. Shotzi Blackheart defeated Zia Lee. Um, Zia Lee. I'm sorry, guys. I, I have never been able to pronounce her name correctly. Zaya. Zaya. There we go. So um, <laughs> after the match, Boa came out and handed a paper to Zia Lee. Um, and they both kind of ran off there. So that was interesting to say the least. Well, hopefully we start seeing something done with them. Uh, we have a uh, segment for uh, the power couple as they're trying to push themselves as Gargano and Candice LeRae. Um, they're talking about how, you know, Sunday was supposed to be their night. They got robbed. Um, they deserve rematches. They just have to replan. They walk back to their house, and there's a brand-new TV there from Indy Hartwell. Uh, long story short, um, the TV uh, also has a USB with it, and it's essentially just all the times that Indy Hartwell saved Candice LeRae in the Women's Battle Royal. Um, so interesting to see where we go there. I imagine we're probably going to get Indy Hartwell being the heavy for Candice LeRae. Uh, then we got Ember Moon and Rhea, uh, Rhea. Rhea Ripley defeated Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Um, honestly, I thought Ember looked really good in the ring here. Um, once again, nev- never really been great on the mic, but her in-ring is where she's probably her best at. And this was maybe my favorite Eclipse I've ever seen her do. Um, it was the most crisp, in my opinion. Made such a big deal about Tony Storm, and then she's not even on. Well, she had a, she had a vignette. 
talking about how she's, you know, rating not, champion again. Not even on the show. I mean, vignette, but didn't have a match. That was NXT. Um, a lot happened, but nothing really happened, in my opinion. Yeah, it sums it up. Um, Ridge Holland getting injured also probably takes away, for me, what's probably the most interesting aspect of NXT right now. Um, Pat McAfee paying people to hurt Adam Cole. Man, and that's been <laughs> the rumor, and I hate it. That's what it's going to be. So, I, I said this earlier because they had Austin Theory mention Adam Cole in it. I would really nope. uh, be happy with it is Austin Theory used his nope. WrestleMania money to nope. put out a hit. You get, you get me finish talking or? It's not going to be that. Uh, look, I'm just look, trying If to you want to come on creative control and make up a fantasy about it, uh, you can. Well, make sure you have your next show for October done. So, mm. moving on to AEW. Oof, big oof. All right. It is Chris Jericho's 30 years of Jericho celebrated here. Um, and we start off with, we only had five matches on the, sh- on the card. I think all of them were, well, most of them were really good. <laughs> um, Brian Cage versus Will Hobbs. Brian Cage retains here. Uh, honestly, I really enjoyed this match. I forgot the FTW belt was still a thing. That's because you don't watch AEW. Boom. Um, <laughs> uh, Matt bringing heaters all of a sudden. This, this was a great match in, in non-AEW fashion. Um, it was a match, and maybe because of, because of Jericho, because you know they had to take care of him at the end. But, I mean, uh, it was a good match that didn't go 20 minutes. You know, every match doesn't have to go 20 minutes. It was a good match. They got what they needed to get done. Both guys looked good. Good match. I thought the best well, part about this whole thing, after the match, uh, Ricky Starks and Taz are on commentary. Starks goes down to the ring. They look like they're about to put down Hobbs. And Taz says, look, I got two options for you. One, I'm giving you the chance of a lifetime here to join Team Taz. Option two, these guys make you regret the worst decision of your life. Um, And Will Hobbs did not give an answer because Darby Allen came out. And then then – don't get me started. Then a 180 pound guy runs out, and then and, and what happens? They don't kick the shit out of him. They shoot. He's out got of a ring. skateboard. Like, they don't stand a chance. Brian Cage runs for the hills. Listen, like, if, hey, if AEW has taught me anything, oh, it's if you're gonna fight somebody, bring a skateboard. Yeah. Preferably, won't <sighs> attack in it. Yeah. No, but hey, hopefully, no. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, Jeff, but hopefully. Um, it's like Matt said, and that will string out a Will Hobbs decision, and ultimately Will Hobbs turns and joins Team Taz because that would be pretty cool. I, I, that's that's fine. I'm just tired of seeing Darby Allen in the I sense j- j- just feuding with Taz. Well, me too, and then I'm also tired of him feuding with the ta- Team Taz. Listen, I'm still mad that Darby Allen wasted those damn good biscuits from Cracker Barrel in the Cracker Barrel brawl. He 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 won a tag team match and he beat Starks clean. There's nothing else for him to do. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't I don't get it. You know who I blame? John Moxley for bringing Darby Allen back into it. Yeah, I blame John Moxley for a lot. But let's go. All right, up next, FTR defeated Angelico and Jack Evans in a pretty solid tag team match. Um, Jack Evans is a weird cat. 
<laughs> I don't know any other way to put it. Uh, Achamania. You said it best, I think. Uh, and Helico and Jack Evans might be best friends with RVD. Oh, I'm, t- it, I'm telling you, that, that's what that's what it looked like to me. Um, FTR is just a treasure. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to them beating the shit out of best friends next week. Tired of the best friends. I'm tired of seeing them on TV. Then they come out there and we got weenie. Yeah. Calling people weenies, weenie shirts. Like Chuck Jeff looks like a schmuck. I will say this. Like Jeff, it's bad when the person I take the most seriously in the best friends is Orange Cassidy. Like. So as I was saying, uh once again I get it because they can't say dick on TNT. So they can't call them dicks. Um, I appreciate the fact that they're sticking with Chuck Taylor as a backyard, never been a professional in his life. No good, dirty, rotten wrestler. Uh, that's all they can stick with, Matthew. I, um, I hate Chuck Taylor. I do, I do, I do hate Chuck Taylor. It has, it has grown over the years. What, what, I really thought I was going to get over it, but God, it really hasn't. No, what, what I don't like either is – just in the sense of the overall show, like they're saying weenies because he can't say dick. That's fair. The young bucks, what's his face was like looking at this little side eye, like making fun of WWE and trying to be all super serious. That's fine. But I just, at, at some point again, like if you have casual fans and they don't know these things, then it just, it just don't look right sometimes, but go ahead. Uh, so that was really it. We're still building, I believe, towards Young Bucks versus FTR at uh, Full Gear. Um, we also did get the announcement. Wardlow. Oh, God, I'm blanking on who the middle Page. person is. Yeah, Wardlow huh? Page, but there's a third person. Yeah. I'm blanking on it right now. Um, oh, my God. So am I. Page. Oh, my God. Why is this bothering me? I'm looking it up. I'm about to say, I, I, I'm struggling. Maybe Jake Hager, but I don't think that's right. No, it's um, not Jake Hager. Um, Cody defeated Brody Lee in the dog collar match. This was, in my opinion, a very good, good match. The match think, was great. The, yes. result, the result and the resulting booking afterwards was god-awful. Um, I don't have an issue with Cody going over. I do think they did this a little too soon. Um, oh, Colt Cabana. Mike yes. Decezo with the save here in the comment section. Colt Cabana was the... Well, at, at, at least they're... <laughs> I'm going to rip you guys. Take a sh- at least they're funny on BTE. You can watch them there because guess what? <laughs> they're going to be doing nothing on the main roster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what's so disappointing is it seemed like they were getting the major push and now you've totally de- Like, everything Brody's done since winning the belt, since beating Cody the first time is totally pointless. And yeah. and you, you got to listen to all the fans like, oh, this is good booking. This is great. Okay, cool. Now this happens and it's like, well, let's just No, I disagree. Like, ah. I disagree. Cody uh, should not I, have won I, the belt back immediately. I agree. I think, I think is, it was a bad decision. I, the, only, said, the only way you put the belt on Cody, in my opinion, right here, is if you turn right around instead of lame-ass Orange Cassidy coming out. 
to get another title shot for some dumb reason. Because it's well, he's an a, open challenge, Pat. Well, I don't star- care that it's an well, open challenge. Right, we dumb over each other too much. He just lost. He, he shouldn't get a shot. The only way it would have made sense was if MJF walked out and MJF was the one challenging him for the title on the one-year anniversary show. That's the only way you booked this. Yeah. You booked the title right back away from Cody when MJF beats him. Yeah. The, the the whole thing was handled wrong. So yep, so dark so dark order beats the snot out of Cody, um, you know, and Brandy. Fine. Then the next pay per view or whatever they they wrestle, you know, Scorpio Sky and the Land of Misfit Nightmare, you know, collective, the Nightmare, yeah. yeah, the Nightmare Collective. And like you would think, okay, well they're gonna get heat on them. No, they lose that match. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, so, and I was okay with that because. It was a reason to elevate Dustin for Brody to beat the crap out of Dustin in the World One match. So I was okay with that. Yeah, but, but it was still but, wrong. But yeah, I agree. I don't think it was the right booking, but I get it. Then Cody comes but, back, but it needed to be a long-term thing. Yeah, like him dropping yeah, the yeah. belt makes you go back and go. No. They they should have got more heat there. Like they, you know, they should have beat the snot out of them. Got more heat there. That man, like we can't wait to see Cody back. Oh, he comes back, and guess what? He gets his belt back. And and then, look, outside of Reynolds running in to get spine-bustered by Arn Anderson. And Silver getting murdered at the beginning of it. But none of those guys made a run in towards the end when it looked bad. But then every single one of them was there standing there to, like, run run to his side after he lost. Like, that was ridiculous. Thank you, Pat. It was awful. It was booked so poorly. Like, at least if you're going to go that route, have Brody give, like, uh, let me show you how it's done. None of you come out. Some type of rah-rah speech to the Dark Order to explain why they wouldn't come. I mean, their whole yeah. Yeah. point of being every in the other Dark Order is numbers. Don't yeah. come out here. That's an order. You know, yeah, or if, every if you other do, match. you'll have to deal with me or something. You know, Exactly. I don't know. Every other match the Dark Order has had, somebody has interfered in it yes exactly so why are we not interfering now and and then and then then i'm I'm not that i'm okay with that but like you watch that and i'm like okay well i mean that's bad booking but maybe you know maybe they'll they'll get it back or something and no orange cassidy comes out which which tells you which tells you that this feud is somewhat severed somewhat right you know what i mean surprised if brody ruins the match next week I mean, I really feel like this whole thing was done. Um, not the whole thing, but the Orange Cassidy thing. This is all just some kind of reward for him being the big T-shirt seller and him putting the thing with Jericho on. But you're, I'm you're, with you then guys. You're exactly. That's but that's the problem. WWE. Yeah, yeah. Rewarding so my thing is this: is is this is the this is the fiend? Or I mean, the, yeah, this is this is the. Um, What's he calling himself? Yeah, the fiend. This is the fiend for me. So even if Brody comes back now and like, so say Cody beats uh, uh, Orange Cassidy and then Brody comes back and gets even and wins the belt. It doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. It, you know, like, so you put the belt back on him and what? Dark Order just rolls again and now they're, they're back to, they're on top and, and tough again? No, it's, it's, it's already been ruined. Uh, I'll say this. I still think it's too early to say it's ruined for good. Um, they're going I mean, not forever, but I mean. But yeah, that, they got to work back up from here. Yeah. They got to do something. 
Uh, we're going to move on to our next match here. Big Swole versus Serena Deeb. Uh, Big Swole got the win here. I This wasn't even like a bad match. Um, but I think someone got injured, maybe both of them. Um, Swole sells those headbutts really well, and she always like talks about the recoil of them. But one of them, they look bad. Like Not, not bad, but like they look like they're hurt. Um, so... Uh, I mean, it wasn't a bad match, but definitely I think something – I wouldn't be surprised if we hear one of them more injured during it, you know, coming out of this thing. Probably right. Um, does anyone have any other thoughts on that one? That's a short one. No. Uh, Serena Deep's great, by the way. Yes. I mean, um, I, I, I know she's not – well, I mean, I think she's nice looking. But I know she's not, you know, smoking hot necessarily to everybody, but she, her, she looks good. Her work's great. She doesn't have some weird – wacky character but her in-ring is really really good yeah they need to do signed which is nice they need to do something with her so they can use her in the upper card because yes turn her heel give her her, give her a a sidekick or something like something well she she would have been the perfect type of person to put in the dark order yes i'm okay with them doing everything at jay though and i don't don't have a problem with that i'm just saying like someone who doesn't need to talk a lot some you know yeah. Like, that would have been a, a good place for her. Um, okay, so all throughout the night, we're getting videos sent in of people congratulating Jericho on 30 years. We had Steel Panther, Lance Storm, Kevin Smith, uh, Eli Roth, uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Jack. Hmm? Jack. Jack. Uh, Jack. Chavo Guerrero. Um, Alt- Ultimo Dragon. Ultimo Dragon. Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons. Go Ace. But, but the Flash. one that was the most uh, interesting, I think, to everyone was Hiroshi Tanahashi, New Japan's Hiroshi Tanahashi, putting over Chris Jericho on AEW. I think a lot of people were like, whoa, all right. Maybe this is just a paid cameo. We'll work with it. All right. Uh, but then uh, John Moxley had a promo earlier in the night. And they showed pictures of the death match that they had at Wrestle Kingdom between they dropped it. Uh, Lance Archer, not Jericho. Yeah. That's why I said Moxley. Yeah. Well, you said they. I just wanted to make sure that was clear. That was. On top of that, during the main event between uh, Jericho and Hager versus the Chaos Theory, Dr. Luther and Serpentico, they also brought up how Luther has pin wins over Gato of New Japan. Um, so a lot of New Japan references tonight have spurred even more rumors, especially considering just on Monday we were talking about how Tony Khan thought this is going to be great that they're going to be able to start working together now with uh, Harold Meji stepping down. So a lot, I think, to digest there. Um, but I think until we get more information, it's all just tease. It's all tease right now, I think. Yeah. Anyone yeah. else? No, um, I've spoken this before. We everybody's talked about it. I hope this happens. Um, again, more wrestlers and promotions commingling the better, to an extent. Um, they're gonna have to. I mean, and I'm sure they will, but it's gonna have to be real wrestling. Like you're not going over to New Japan and doing some of the other stuff you're doing here. Um, well, a lot of this stuff is moot until we get COVID. agreed. COVID. Yep, yep, you're right. Well, I will say. New Japan does have their superstars over in California for New Japan of America. They're showing the New Japan strong. So maybe we could hear it beforehand, but I'm not sure. 
Well, yeah, but you got New Japan doing that, and then you got AEW letting their people wrestle indie shows still. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Some people think we need to get back on track. I don't know, but uh, that's a whole nother podcast, a whole nother subject. Main event time, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager of the Inner Circle defeat Chaos Theory, Chaos Theory, Chaos Project, and not a great match. Um, yeah, the word is that Jericho specifically asked to work with Dr. Luther for this first 30 years in, in, a, in AEW, but in professional wrestling. Um, but as I think most of us will tell you, Luther is not that guy to be in the main event, at least not anymore. And it's not a death match. It's a tag team match. No, and, and Luther was blown. <laughs> Luther was blown up 10 minutes into the damn, and I've been 10, five. And this is what I say about Chris Jericho. He is great. He is a legend, but everything he, he does isn't necessarily gold. Don't get me wrong. If Chris Jericho wants to wrestle Luther and, and, you know, for the main event and people know it's going to be bad. I mean, someone's got to say like, maybe somebody else but if they don't that's fine it's chris jericho let him do his thing but with that being said you're gonna get what you got last night you know what i mean which wasn't any good Uh, like i love chris jericho but it wasn't any good it was rough yeah no a couple of spots jeff uh just the highlight just kind of both aew and just how like slow luther was was luther uh, bridged and Serpentico dove onto everybody in the inner circle. And then it took a minute, minute and a half. And you visibly see them all on camera. Huddled yeah. It's... And then Luther gets up to the top rope, takes his te- 10 seconds, and then do- does his dive. It doesn't pass the eye test. And again, it's Chris Jericho, and I get it, and people are going to love him no matter what, but. And then another one is Jericho is there bridging down the top rope for 30 seconds and Luther still goes over the top rope. Like, why are you not stopping and punching? Yeah, about 10 minutes. So I know we, I know we want to talk more on this one, but. Uh, all I'll say on it is that Luther is like an adult Pugsley Adams. Fester. That's what I said for the master. Fester. Uncle Fester. Uncle Fester. Yep. It's good. also good. Also acceptable. So, the better part about all this is afterwards, MJF comes out. He has a clown with him. The clown has a picture of MJF. Uh, Jericho smashes the picture over the clown and then gives the best Judas effect that we have yet to get. That was the best. I, I think. I think you mean the stiffest. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it was the best. Um, I didn't like that thing. either. Am I being an ad? Am I like? <laughs> A clown? Like, I don't know. I don't it's know. because sure. Jericho hates clowns. Sure, yeah. why not? Jericho hates clowns. Oh, I think I think there was also a segment with uh, a clown in another big event for uh, Chris Jericho. What? what, what watching AEW, you need to have a sheet on how much stuff you got to make sure you know is well, this. Hey, remember that? I got to remember this. The historians. Like, yeah, wrestling purists. You're the one complaining about that, huh? <laughs> but in the end, we get a big. Uh, the, we think they're they're hinting at MJF uh, Jericho feud that we might get it down the road. But instead, they laugh it off. There's gonna be a big MJF announcement concerning his future next week. All the heels come out. We get a party, and then we discover that they roll credits on AEW, and Chris Jericho does everything. Uh, and also, for those of you who uh, indulge, uh, 
a little bit of the bubbly back on the market. I know I already bought two things of it. So, uh, also Jericho is going to be at that MJF announcement. Yes, he's been requested. Your ratings for this week: AEW seven hundred and fifty-three thousand. NXT did not chart. Of course, they were facing off against the vice presidential debate, which pulled in fifty million and seven hundred thousand. So, uh, just remember the fly. It's a shame the fly is going to be more important than anything that was said. Uh, that's uh, a lie. There's one thing that's more important than the fly, but. I mean, I don't know. No, I'm saying that things will get remembered. Uh, guys, 30 years of Chris Jericho. Man, there is so much that we can really pull from of just wonderful things that he's done. But I want to ask you guys, what is your favorite Chris Jericho moment? Ben, I'm going to start right off with you. Uh, I think I'm going to go with one that's a little more not at the top of everybody's list. Uh, the Festival of Friendship for me is something that just highlights everything that Jericho is. Uh, we had him in that tag with KO, and KO comes out having this huge festival, and we just get a massive just, that's the start of the feud. I think it kind of just capsulates all of Jericho's work kind of into just a very few just specific minutes of his 30 years. Excellent. If you guys don't mind, I'm ahead next. Because when I think of Chris Jericho, I really do think of lists. Uh, and let me just go through one of my favorite lists here. Number Matt, one. Did you just make the drag. list? Number two, arm bar. Number three, the moss-covered, three-handled family gradunzel. Number four, armbar. Number five, the Saskatchewan spinning nerve hold. Number six, the body slam. Number seven, drop toe hold. Guys, I actually have the full thousand and four holds right in front of me right now. The best part about all of this is Jericho. This, this, they cut to commercial in the middle of this wonderful promo. And Jericho's literally just going on the mic like, Met suck, jet suck, the whole, every sports team in this city sucks. You're bad. All of you smell bad. All of this is horrible. And they just start booing and hating on him. They come back from commercial. Hole number 91, Tombstone. Number 92, Moonsault to the outside. Um, once again, just Jericho is a master class on the mic. I can go on forever. I know there's so many wonderful things he's done. Mr. Lilly, what is your favorite Chris Jericho moment? Um, there are so many. And I got to throw the honorable mention to the first uh, unified championship in WWF. Uh, that was a huge deal. And I think I can speak for all of us that we were all shocked Jericho actually went over. Um, but for me, it's got to be him showing up at the AEW press conference. Um, aside from, you know, it being cool that they set up him and Omega right away to continue their feud from New Japan and all of that, it really immediately legitimized AEW. I mean, Cody and the Bucks and Kenny and Hangman are all people that we love, you know, obviously being wrestling fans who watch New Japan, who watch other, you know, other places. We've seen them everywhere. 
But to that average fan, Chris Jericho deciding to come be the face of a different company other than the WWE was really that first, like, ah, shit, we might have something here. And, uh, like, on the one year, you know, coming up on the one-year anniversary of Dynamite, um, man, I don't think we could have assumed they would have more success than they have had. Um, As much as we nitpick, um, it has really truly given us a real viable option other than WWE to watch weekly, and that is big time. And hopefully he'll continue to be a part of AEW going forward, even when the wrestling is done. All right. I left the last one to the wrestling purist, Hitman Hall. What's your favorite Chris Jericho? Um, this one's easy for me. Um, to the younger crowd, believe it or not, there used to be a wrestling company called WCW, who was um, somewhat of a show. Um, but if you're just basing it on wrestling talent and wrestling matches, it was amazing. And Chris Jericho was a Lionheart, and he was on that show, and he was really, really good, along with a bunch of guys in the cruiserweight division and just on the roster, period. Um, so you're looking at August 9th, 1999, and The Rock is out there doing his thing. Um, and this is, I mean, dirt sheets are going on, but the internet, believe it or not, kids is actually still kind of new. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I know you can't wrap your minds around that, but so you, you heard he's coming, you heard he's not, you don't really know. You really didn't know back in the days. So for him to interrupt the rock and, and, and virtue and, and jab and spar with him on the microphone, the way he did, um, it was just absolutely great. And f- back in those days with the click, slash the land of giants um you know with with just in size because jericho is not the biggest guy and back in those days he was damn sure too small um triple h rock um stone cold the what he was able to do and the fact that 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 wwe actually went with him um is a testament to him and how he got over and 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 put himself over because it's hard to do and it, it, especially in those times so that's that's definitely my my favorite moment and he's had a million after that but that are that y2 2j jericho and just being himself for for the other guys who who watched raw because believe it or not now everybody watches everything back in those days if you watch one you didn't watch the other well i watched both but people really had draw had drew lines in the sand i know people can't believe that but it was a real thing and it was it was wild to watch like i said that they put the belt on him and went with the WCW guy because WCW guys, they didn't have any good ones per WWE, you know? So that's it. Yeah. No Jericho and you don't have Benoit and, and Eddie Guerrero getting chances. Oh yeah. No way. No way. Guys, tell us in the comments section, what is your favorite Chris Jericho moment? All right. We'd love to see it. Uh, But guys, that, that is all we have this week for the WrestleCast. Uh, please go ahead and check out our YouTube page, Podcast World Order. I know we just dropped another referee's discretion, and every weekend we are dropping a Halloween Havoc review. Uh, Cod Sinclair working real hard, making sure you guys are going to get that every single weekend leading up. Just being in the season, man. I love it. Uh, as always, also, uh, you kind of heard it earlier, another creative control going to get dropped in October. All right. Do your damn homework. It's still coming. I can't wait for it, okay? So, Thank you guys for joining us. If you like what you hear, 
Check us out at ko-fi.com slash PWO123. Support us for the price of a cup of coffee. It's as simple as one, two, three. All right. Thank you guys so much. Have a great week. And we can't wait to see you guys on Monday with draft results. Have a great weekend. Bye.